Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dyslexic Season 3, Episode 15. Still no soundboard, but you know, I was only gone for two weeks. I know y'all missed me, but that's okay. I didn't get a soundboard. I went on vacation. Now I don't have the money for a soundboard. <laughs> but today, um, I am asking the age-old question once again. What would you do? This time, I'm asking my two guests, what would you do if you were asked to re-theme Tower of Terror at Walt Disney World? Now, before we get started, I know some of you are like, why would you ask that question? And uh, the reason I asked that question is because we know that someday Twilight Zone and the CBS affiliation is probably going to go away. It already has in um, Paris and... uh, Hong Kong never even used it, and Disneyland also went away and became um, Mission Breakout. So, it's kind of apparent that eventually the Twilight Zone affiliation will go away, but that doesn't mean the spookiness has to go away, or maybe it does, depending on how we retheme it. So I thought, let's figure out what some other Disney and theme park fans might think and want to happen to the Tower of Terror when that inevitably happens. So, let's get started. Now, before we start sharing our ideas for the new Tower of Terror, let's see who is joining us today. For the first time on season three, it's Shama. Welcome back. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to get down to business and discuss this. I know. I'm a huge Tower of Terror stan, so this was interesting, but I do have ideas. I love it. So, (laughs) just for everybody out there, Shama literally... When I asked her about this episode, she wanted to be on, made a full meme to respond to me about how much she loved Tower of Terror. And it was, uh, I can't remember her name. But Veronica. It was, it was Veronica from um, Fairly Odd Parents. And she literally made the meme of, <laughs> my love for them burns the passion of a thousand suns. And yes, it was because it does. <laughs> it was so funny. Like I, I literally told her I was like, I just saved that for so many uses. Thank you for that. <laughs> of course, use it. I hope you get good use out of it. I'm gonna use it so much because it it just applies <laughs> for so much many things to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you may have heard his iconic laugh in the background. Also joining us for the first time on season three, it's Will. Welcome back, Will. Hey, howdy, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's good. To, it's, uh, it's good to be back here on the Dyslexic Podcast. Um, I am also a big Tower of Terror. And I have been a fan of the ride since I was a kid, so it's going to be really fun to listen to everyone's ideas um, and throw in some of my own. So I'm ready to get this. Um, thank you both for joining me again. And I do want to say before we get started, I knew both these, well, I knew somewhat of Shama's fan, fanness. <laughs> Words are hard. I knew that Shama liked her hair a little bit. I didn't realize how much she loved it. And then same with Will. I knew he really liked the ride. And then I sat, I sat there and I was like, I love how I asked two people who absolutely love this ride. Hey, what would you do if you had to destroy it? everything you love about this? <laughs> so now I just can't wait to see what they have to say. So I mean, I'm going to try to keep it as close to the original, right? But that's just my own bias. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, so 
in retheming so I was like so in retheming you mean just like change the cue <laughs> right like we're gonna just put in some new floors and call it a day <laughs> that's fine so you mean add more cobwebs got it okay perfect mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh. but speaking of Shama and her ideas let's start with you Shama what would you do if you were asked to retheme the Tower of Terror Ooh, okay, I'm excited because I have a couple of ways this could go. And this is all really dependent on a couple of the premises that we have established, right? Um, So first of all, if we have to keep, you know, the tower in itself and the whole, you know, ride system, that's what I'm going to go off of, right? Mm -hmm. Not um, building from the ground up. That's not what I'm going to do. And then also... um, if we are implying that this ride has to still somehow fit in the Avengers campus, we can go a totally different route than if we don't have any strings attached about the land theming or whatever. And then that's a totally different um, approach that I can kind of talk about. Well, the first one, if we want to keep it kind of Avengers, super simple and easy. (laughs) And I know we already have a Spider-Man attraction in Avengers campus, but it just makes sense to me (laughs) if um, guests sort of board this vehicle and are taking this tour of like New York City and something happens and then this tour starts like falling to the floor and then Spidey just like shoots a web and then you just kind of go up and down. Which, he's, I mean, like, it's like he's trading all these people as a yo-yo. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of just makes sense, you know? I can't, as, like, I don't understand how it would have fit anywhere else in the Avengers universe than just making, yeah, a yo-yo. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, they did do uh, Mission Breakout, and, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, feel, I mean, it's good. I'm like, oh, I feel like you pushed it a little bit. Y'all, y'all really finagled that into there they really did it <laughs> i wanted they to did make it well <laughs> but <laughs> i feel like the ride name should be like spider-man battle of the yo-yo <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you can like sell them afterwards in your little you know gift shop trap so it'll work <laughs> <laughs> gift shop trap is the best term i've ever heard somebody <laughs> talk about like an exit for a disney ride Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you're trapped in there. You might as well kind of look around, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that would be if we want to fit it with Avengers somehow. Um, now, if we don't have any sort of land theming and I could just kind of do whatever I wanted, this is going to be so funny, but like, okay, hear me out. <laughs> um, let me, okay, first let me go into why I love the Twilight Zone as it is by itself, right? And and th- some of those elements that I want to bring into this new whatever it'll be. Um, what makes it so interesting um, is that people have a connection with it before it was even a thing, right? Like the Twilight Zone was a series that was successful for so many years and there's so many stories that are like, um, you know, put as Easter eggs within that ride, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can see the, the ventriloquist episode you can see parts of like um the writing on the wall you can see um the last name cadwalder right which is referencing like the devil and in the twilight zone universe um and people just have that connection to it so it's important to me to have 
that sort of connection where people are like, oh, all of these little nuances from a show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that's important to me is Rod Serling himself tried his hardest to be such a positive role model for the people around him. Um, he would make sure like not to smoke in front of children and all these little things. Um, and not only that, but he created the Twilight Zone sort of as a basis for social commentary um, and things that were affecting the times, whether it was racism or classism, mm-hmm. um, the inequality between, you know, classes and um, what do I want to say? And right in the economy or um you know standards of beauty whatever it is so he was doing all of this social commentary and then filming it with like this twisted storyline so people weren't a hundred percent like wait a minute he's like trying to attack me for being racist um <laughs> and so a lot of these ideals um that's created right. these i'm, <laughs> I'm only <laughs> laughing because that's so true because you know somebody'd be like <laughs> How dare he try to make me not racist? Because it shouldn't be right? racist. But then, like, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then, like, if for whatever reason you're trying to call out that episode of, like, you know, the astronauts, um, people are, like, all over, right? Where the astronauts land on the planet and then all of I the love that episode. Are, like, super chill, right? And you can't be like, oh, well, you know, the aliens just look weird and must have some strange agenda. Like, it obviously, that wasn't the case. Um, but right. So that's important to me. And having that sort of role model figure, having that like white male, cisgender individual, um, use his privilege for the greater good. Um, and that brings me to my theme. And this is kind of a little bit of a stretch, but let's go back to 1993 (laughs) when Bill Nye was on PBS. Oh my gosh. I already love it. the cool thing about Bill Nye is he kind of like, you know, has that tick mark of he's also white male cisgender, right? Um, Always within like the past few years on social media and just in general been using his privilege to combat issues regarding race, regarding climate change, all of these things, right? Kind of like our generation's Rod Serling. And then he also has Bill Nye the Science Guy, this show um, where he parodies certain things and he makes things easy to explain to children and we all have this sort of connection to Bill Nye the Science Guy with the cool theme song and all of that right um so my idea for the re-theme is to have Bill Nye in that initial um what is it called the where you watch the video with the pre-show yes the pre-show thank you um and he's gonna do some pre-show about how this tower that everybody is standing in has become unveiled to the public for the first time and it's been um a military lab for the longest time um and this military lab has been put together between world war one world war two and then after that has been sort of put in the shadows So we kind of keep that like spooky overall, like what's going on in this place. It's old, it's kind of foreign, but then at the same time, very similar to Tower of Terror. Um, And between each of the levels um, and stories of, you know, when you're riding in the elevator, um, you see different experiments. 
some going wrong, some, you know, eventually propelling us to escape from something, right? Whether it's like, I mean, I would love to let a monster loose in there and kind of have like some of that from Mission Breakout Mm -hmm. where you have um, the monsters are like running loose and then you kind of have to like get out, get in, get out. And then that's the end of the ride, right? Um, But it would be cool if like this military testing lab would have this like monster who's trying to also like catch up with you at every level that the doors open. And then eventually when you travel through the tower itself, that's because you have to like sort of escape i mm-hmm. guess and then, it's like a last ditch yeah. effort to get away exactly exactly but um that is my i i know that's like kind of kind of out there but i think it could work <laughs> i actually yeah. love it it's kind um, of like you go first will oh i i was just wanted to say really quick i like that idea um and as you were saying it it reminded me a lot of dinosaurs you know, you go in, you get mm-hmm. the dino before the asteroids hit, and then you're out. That's what it reminds me of, almost. What a and connection! A, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I that I was thinking that in my head, and I'm like, man, this would be a really ride. It's storyline as dinosaur, and it would be such an amazing. I thank you. I love that you could really even almost tie it into dinosaur, make like a mini like universe or something with it. Or yeah, eventually, like if I, I'm not sure what Disney plans to do with Dinosaur, like we always hear that like they're trying to update it or whatever, mm-hmm. but they could definitely move some stuff into the tower. Maybe who knows? I I love that idea. It, it almost kind of gives me like the vibe or feeling of <clears throat> of um. I lost it. Oh, here it is. Um kind of like Captain America and like the Hulk with like the experimental lab of you mm-hmm. know of kind of like a Marvel movie um yeah and that's that's I feel like that's close I can compare it to because like I would say a horror movie but you know Disney is very picky on what they will and will not consider like a horror movie and so I don't know I just I like I can really envision it that's a really great rethink Thank you. Thank you. Also, anything with Bill Nye makes me happy, so love that. That is true. Like, you could have that playing in the lobby, right? Like, the theme song, and everybody would just be rocking out. It'd be so fun. Everybody just waiting to get on. Everybody's just like, Bill, <laughs> Bill, 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 Bill. <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. <sighs> Great ideas. Okay. So, now we're going to head over to Will. Will, what would you do if Disney asked you to retheme the Tower of Terror? So, um, it's funny, Shama, that you mentioned a Spider-Man idea, because that is the exact same idea I had. Um, and I feel bad because that's the only thing I can think of that is perfect for that. Um, you know, like you're going to New York and you Spider-Man and then you know, one of the villains, um, like, um, Gog, Six, you know, kind of like the amazing adventure of Spider-Man on the road at Universal. But, like, 
New York. Sinister Six and Havoc, and then Ezra is there for the day, and you're just going up and down a giant yo-yo. That's um, the ride. So, Sham, I'm with you on the ride. It makes sense. I love the yo-yo idea. It's just like when you think of like a tower going up and down, right? It just makes sense to put Spidey in there. I love it. Yeah. It's like, I agree, but um, I also think it's really cool that like it kind of shows you that like um, the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man storyline could really fit well into a drop tower as well as the dark ride we have. Plus, exactly. like, with all the different... Yeah, plus with all the different villains, it would really give it a lot of rewritability. Like, if you're fighting a different villain each time, like Doc Ock here, Sandman here, um, yeah. Hobgoblin there, etc. and so on. And Ooh, then, um, <laughs> you know, maybe um, give a hint, you know. Um, obviously... Disney would have to update it after it comes out. Maybe not. Or maybe they can update it about maybe several years down the road. Maybe throw some hints at the new Spider-Man. Oh, no way home. You know, maybe throw some uh, like hints or nods at, to that movie into the ride to really build up the hype. And um, You know, maybe they can do that. I would love Everyone that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, everyone just loves Easter eggs. Like, right? And you just know, nods to... <clears throat> yeah, yeah, of course, uh, Shama. Like you were talking about earlier, you know, the Easter eggs to um, the TV series, you know, of the Twilight. You know, the Triloquist doll, and, um, you know, also the nods to the movie with the five people going into the elevator and so, you know, it, it just makes. I agree. Like, it totally makes sense. And, like, y'all, this is not my idea, but you kind of sparked my interest. You ready? You ready? Tower of Terror. Perfect. But it's WandaVision. Ooh. You just made my single brain style go pop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I have not seen WandaVision yet, but I, I already know well, a lot of Wanda uh, Maximoff's I can't say her last name. I know a lot of Wanda Wanda and Scarlet Witch's powers just from being an X-Men fan for many years as a child. So like she definitely has the power to lift and drop uh an elevator shaft multiple times if she so desired. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. And I think that part of what made the series like, um, you know, so loved by so many fans was just seeing how everything evolved from decade to decade and potentially like each level or each story would be, doors would open and you could see something happen from, you know, a different decade. Exactly. I love it. Disney should just hire us. It's that simple. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be compensated. Act. Act. 
Okay. Oh, Scott. Scott, that hurts me that you've never... That you haven't... Well, there's a reason. I'm currently, right now, watching the entire MCU um, in chronological order, not cinematic order. Oh. It's just easier for me to follow. Me and Marcelo are currently watching it um, in order, just because I've always been like a Marvel fan, a superhero fan, but like during my teenage years, when all the movies were coming out in my late, you know, my early twenties and stuff, I just didn't have an interest in seeing the movies. Um, and I think it was mostly because I'm like, I'm a teenager, I'm not a nerd, you know, just trying to fit in. But really, I'm like, but really, I go home and I have like comic books and like. Marvel figurines in my room and stuff and I'm like, nobody can know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was definitely me as a teenager. I don't talk about that a lot. But that was that was definitely a fact um, of who I was. I really did enjoy Marvel superheroes. Yeah. Very much, but I just didn't watch the movie. So now I'm catching up because now it's cool and so I can do it, I guess. <laughs> and see, that's See, what's funny is, Scott, um, when I was younger, I never got into the MCU, but my first ever MCU movie was Captain America Civil War. I saw it in 3D, and that movie got me onto the MCU, and now um, me and Kaylee, we have all the WandaVision pops, Boom, we have an Electro pop, we're Yes. Hunt for the new she pops. Um, a movie to come out. Then we're also widow. So it's just I'm I'm so glad that I am <clears throat> able to everything Marvel. Um, if I didn't go see Civil War, I wouldn't like I wouldn't love the MCU as much as I. See, I'm just excited to actually, like, get into it without being embarrassed about it. Because, I, you know, again, mm-hmm. I was a teenager. I was just trying to fit in. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I am so excited that I'm getting into it. Like, we're, we're pretty far into it. Um, I can't wait for the new movies to come out. Because now I can geek out with everybody and go see them. And I cannot wait. I know it's completely <laughs> off topic for y'all. We'll get back to Tower of Terror. But you know, it's related. We were talking about Marvel. I'm excited for when the She-Hulk movie comes out because I've been a huge fan of She-Hulk since forever, since like the the '90s animated like Hulk mm-hmm. series or 2000. I don't remember when it came out, but She-Hulk was in like season two, and it was mostly focused on her, and I was obsessed with her. Oh my gosh. Oh, the gay brain Anything was like Hulk. strong green woman. I love her. I know. <laughs> Anything Hulk, I am all over. <laughs> Embarrassingly, I'm gonna actually be quiet. Go ahead. <laughs> Just can't contain like, myself. Like, rewind. Um, not gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to put that in there. I have the biggest crush on the Hulk. Any She Hulk, Hulk, Eric Bana as a Hulk. I don't give a fuck if it's green. I'm. I'm. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Um, but I didn't say that. <laughs> but back to Tower of Terror. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, we we have our last person to ask Scott. Yes, Scott. What would you do 
if uh, Disney asked you to read the entire chair. I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> that joke gets so old, but to me, I'll never not find it funny. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I thought it'd be really cool to like kind of keep the theming to help people enjoy it, but also give it a unique story that also ties into C, which C is the Society of Adventurers and Explorers, or sorry, Ex- Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Those of you who don't know, it is this basically Disney Parks, air quotes, cinematic universe, but it's not really cinematic. It's like rides related to each other and characters that relate to each other. So, excuse me, I'm so sorry for burping. This is not, this is the worst ASMR ever. <laughs> this is your podcast, man. I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yep, same. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Um, but, I'm just uh, along for the ride. But I'm dumb. Uh, but, so, C is this, it's characters from different rides and attractions around the Disney parks around the world that are part of this secret society called C. Society of Explorers and Adventurers. So, uh, rides like Jungle Cruise and Big Thunder Mountain are tied together with Misadventure Falls at Typhoon Lagoon and Tower of Terror at Tokyo Disney and um, uh, Mystic Manor at Hong Kong Disney. Um, and all these rides, Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar is a part of it um, at Disney Springs. Like, they're all tied together within the society. Even the entirety of Pleasure Island was tied into the society. That's, and it really stemmed from the Adventurers Club in. Um, Pleasure Island, but that's another story for another day. Y'all can look up videos on C. There's tons. But my ride is going to be retheming Tower of Terror to a C tied in attraction. So the Tower of Terror is going to stay the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Nothing's going to change about that. But the Hollywood Tower Hotel is now, instead of you know getting rid of some of the haunted theming, is now actually a secret headquarters for the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. And it's very secret because the lobby still looks the same, except there's, you know, there's some uh, adventurous-type tokens and things around the room, um, also covered in cobwebs. It still looks abandoned. It still looks like an old hotel. But when you get to the pre-show room, the library, um, I kind of am thinking like cast member opening up like a slider thing with their eyes and being like, what's the password? And then you have to give them the password and they let you in. And then the TV comes on and um, probably Henry Mystic. I'd say he's the most personable. He, he'd be the, the character who comes on and tells you all about um, uh, how C needs your help uh, to help re- return an idol. Backstory. Get, get there. So, Tower of Terror in uh, Tokyo Disney Sea is themed uh, as a sea-based attraction, not sea as in the water, but sea as what I'm talking about. And one of the explorers, Henry Hightower III, opened up the Hightower Hotel. Um, and within that hotel, he would put all his tokens that he got from his trips and things that he honestly stole because he's basically kind of like a shunned member of C because he doesn't follow like 
like the kind, like respectful rules that you're supposed to kind of have with C. Um, he likes to steal and plunge and pillage and all that stuff that you shouldn't be doing. Um, truly, you know, like a horrible white colonizer person. That's what he is. And in that ride, he steals an idol from an African tribe that is like a protective idol. And the idol um, seeks revenge on him by killing him and torturing him and ruining his hotel, the Hightower Hotel. So, Tower of Terror at Disney World is kind of a sequel to that. So, as you go in the pre-show room, Henry Mystic comes on and the room's full of maps and adventurous tokens and items and all that stuff. Um, but he comes on the TV and explains that you're joining the members of C to help return the idol that Harrison Hightower III stole from the, that tribe in Africa. They're trying to right, give it back to the rightful people because that's not what C's about. Um, <clears throat> so you're asked to join C at the hidden clubhouse at the very top of the tower. On your way, though, the idol comes to life once again because it's kind of like sequel-esque. Um, and starts to cause havoc within the hotel. Just like it does, just like it did for Henry Hightower in his hotel. Um, so the first stop, you know, where we have like the rain and it's pouring and the ghost and the shattered window, that's actually gonna be similar to Mission Breakout. It's gonna be a random like scene and it's gonna be one of many members of C uh, chasing after the idol. Um, and so that kind of gives it that rewritability, re but it's gonna have effects along with it. So, um, so you'll see one of the members of C trying to get retrieve the idol in some way because it's running away and causing havoc throughout this uh, hidden headquarters. So you may see Henry Mystic and Albert the Monkey uh, chasing the idol through a jungle because the the Mystic idol's able to like change uh, around things and like put on illusions to make it more difficult to find. So you may see them going through a jungle, which will have like some scents and rumbling noises, or you may see Mary Oceaneer chasing the idol through a flooded room with some water effects as she's going through in her submarine trying to get it. Um, or you may see uh, Benjamin T. Bullion chasing the idol by uh, a, a, a Big Thunder Mountain train trying to grab it. Um, or Dr. Albert Falls from the Jungle Cruise chasing the idol down a jungle river. Or uh, Camilla... Uh, Kalo? Kalo? I, I don't know how to say it. Um, chasing after him, the idol. She is from Soren in uh, Tokyo, I think. And, you know, she's flying through a room filled with, like, like wind. Like, the room's been destroyed and she's outside trying to chase it. Um, and, you know, they'll have wind effects and water effects and all that stuff that pertains to it. Um, once you get to the top room, there's animatronics of all the C characters because there already are animatronics for a couple of them. So, we have animatronics of all the C characters basically turning to you all tattered and torn and tuckered out. And they're like, it's your turn to try to catch the idol. We've already tried. It's your turn to go this time. And so, they send you off through the, you know, through the, the top section to the other elevator shaft. And the idol has changed the elevator shaft into, like, kind of like a wind tunnel. So, you're going up and down and up and down because the wind is pushing you up and down. And as you're trying to catch the idol while you're moving up and down... The idol actually passes you whatever direction you're going. So if you're going down, it's going up. If you're going up, it's going down. And so the whole thing is you're trying to get it. And then eventually when the ride's over, you get to the bottom uh, section and the idol's right there. 
you finally caught it and then it disappears right out from in front of you and you can't get it and basically um the other team members are like well it's so and so's turn now maybe we'll good luck next time we'll keep trying to get it and return it to its rightful owners and um that's the end of the ride i love it thank you i was i was a little iffy on it just because like I know all the C members have their own rides, and I know it's not really a tie-in to anything Disney already has. So, like, it's not something Disney would really lean into, I don't think, as much. But to be fair, they're fully tying in the Jungle re-theme to C, and they're really tying it in a lot more to C um, with with the re-theme of Jungle Cruise at the parks. So, maybe they would. I absolutely love it. I'm still, like processing how genius it would be to have all of those different C members and different scenes and then just like the way each level would have like a different you know like environmental effect I love I love all of that I think that it would definitely work I I mean I think it'd be really fun I genuinely think it'd be popular whether people know the story or not I think the ride itself would be popular I mean look uh, you have Haunted Mansion and you have uh, Pirates before the movies Haunted Mansion, Pirates, Big Thunder, Jungle Cruise, these are rides people love, and Expedition Everest, and they don't have a story. They have a story, but it's not tied to a Disney film, so it works if you do it well. And so I feel if they did this and did it well, it would really work, and people would ride it over and over again. And I think it'd give the Tower of Terror fans what they want, because it's still spooky and scary, but it'd also give kind of a more adventurous and fun feel with it that doesn't involve the twilight zone but you still have like the spooky lobby all the spooky music and then you go inside and you're like oh this is not what i thought because it's a completely hidden place inside i love it it's like winds all over the place for everybody i i would think so but <laughs> that's just my personal idea i'm sure disney's like that's stupid let's build it <laughs> no i, I, I don't let's think they would i think <laughs> let's take a chance I, I I mean, I love it. I like all of our ideas. I think we all were very creative with what we came up with. Um, and genuinely, I feel like all of our ideas would be very uh, enjoyable and enjoyed by the public a lot. So maybe I, I feel like mine, the least so, but yours too. Your, your guys is definitely the most. Like they would be obsessed with them. That's so funny because I feel like that way about like mine is like eh. but I feel like you you guys really hit the nail on the head well it's your turn for a compliment that's how it works <laughs> well yes I I mean <laughs> wow I I was like so like mind blown by these amazing ideas I just you know, like damn when can I ride these rides <laughs> but, what a great compliment um, thank you <laughs> But yes, uh, y'all's ideas, outstanding. Um, I mean, I we need to get hired by Disney now so we can get started on this because these ideas they got to get going. He's got to get from Great. paper. Disney to... really just needs to listen to. They need to hire everybody who's competed in the Ultimate Imagineer the past two seasons and anybody who's just done like one of these "What Would You Do" episodes. They need to hire us all because they'd be making so much more money than they already are, which, you know, they already have every 
piece of money in the world. But still, even more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love it. So, before we get to going and ending this episode, it's time for plugs. Shama, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yes. So, follow me on Twitter, but only if you like embarrassing content. Um, my at is um, space XOXO. Love I it. embarrass myself on there constantly. It's it's a riot. I'm also, telling you. probably don't follow it, but you know. <laughs> no, do follow it. Stan Shama, she's amazing. I highly you. recommend you follow her because she's just genuinely one of the funniest people I know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then Will, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yes, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. My handles have been the same ever since I got started in this crazy world of um content hhn dog um twitter instagram you know um basically if you want to chat about hhn or anything like that you know hit me up and we'll talk and um yeah so that's fantastic as for me guys you can follow me on twitter at at scott 021 or look up dyslexic you can follow me on Instagram at Dyslexic96, and you can follow me on TikTok at Dyslexic. Um, that's yes, going to do it. And follow on TikTok for sure, because you're so amazing. I appreciate it. I mean, I, th- I think they're kind of funny, but I don't think they're that good. But I, I, do- know, I think you're like a genius. There's no kind of... Stop that negative. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I was being negative. I just, I mean... I think I could put more effort into what I do on TikTok. But also TikTok's not my main priority. It's this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, but I really appreciate it. I, I really enjoy making all the, the content I do create on any of these apps. Um, but that's going to do it for us for this What Would You Do episode of Season 3. If you like this episode, then you can check out all of Season 1 through three of Dyslexic and season one and two of my theme park design competition, Ultimate Imagineer, on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, so on and so forth. If you really, really liked this episode, uh, then you can share the show with your family and friends and give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. It would really help the grow. It would really help the show grow. That was hard to say. Say that five times fast. <laughs> and I'd really appreciate it. I'd love that to happen in season three. Thank you all once again for joining us. Before we leave, I have to say happy Pride to everybody. Pride is yes. back. Be safe. Be respectful of one another. Um, keep the spaces safe and kind. Um, and allow all members of the LGBTQ plus community within your pride events and um episodes and any other content you're making based on pride and make sure to especially allow people of color and trans women of color into your spaces because without them we would have nothing so just remember that um but with all that being said happy pride stay safe Uh, if you're not vaccinated yet keep wearing your mask Um, Make sure you're still social distancing. Make sure you're still washing your hands, keeping yourself safe. Um, And as things start to reopen and get better, you know, I hope we all see each other soon and uh, have a great summer and pride. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.
Bye.